Hello and welcome to Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their view in history recommend films to each other so they can once and for all find out who has better taste. I'm Sam Blakely, as always I'm joined by Hugh Dempsey, my inestimable friend. Hello. How are you doing, Hugh? Yes, I am I'm amazing, I'm well, I'm good, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm alright. Good, all, all the good things. All well, good things. you know, we've cleared up that, that gay banter. Uh, more importantly <laughs> than that, we're joined, I don't know for what time, uh, by the suspiciously named Joe Blakely. Joe Blakely, how are you doing there? Hey. How are you doing there in uh, in TV land? I'm good, brah. <laughs> oh yeah, brah. <laughs> the authentic beach speech. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? It's been a, I don't, when were you last on? We I, last don't on. Know. I was last on in ago. January. So this January. Is, yeah. <laughs> this is only my second episode this year. Is it? Crikey! Oh, yes. Good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not no, being, no, that's a shame. I'm not being. What was the film? Oh, Rising Arizona. No. Um, what was it? I can't remember. Spinal Tap. Was it this? Has it been January since we watched that? Yeah. Crumbs. That's not that I've been counting. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. I think the, the episode that I've enjoyed the most doing in retrospect when you've been on was uh, Office Space yeah, Office Space it was a film that I'd, I'd heard of obviously I'd heard of This Is Spinal Tap and I knew how like that was so popular but I think Office Space is the one that stayed with me more than uh, than Spinal Tap yeah we tend to get Joe on for very quotable comedies we've had Office Space Big Lebowski and a couple others where it's just been then Spinal Tap where it's just been uh, 24 hour party people wall to wall quotes so the favourite line section tends to be quite a beefcake of a, of a section mm. speaking of Office Space obviously starring John C. McGinley mm. as was this week's 1991 film uh, Point Break it was an absolute favourite of mine and Joe's uh, growing up we are spoilerific listeners so if you haven't seen Point Break we recommend you go watch it. Come back to us. It's on that, <laughs> yeah. It's on that Jeff Bezos platform. Uh, if you remember well, that, the film, yeah. free. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, it was a big favourite managers Hugh I was very genuinely surprised that you hadn't seen it but there's obviously no judgement on this show he's totally judging uh, I can tell I can, I can see it in his eyes listener you told us last week but uh, remind the listener what did you know about this film before you watched it uh, what did I know about it I knew it starred Keanu Reeves Patrick Swayze that was it I didn't know any other actors in it um, is it Laura Laura Petty's in it? I didn't know she was in 1990s it. 1990s Laurie Petty, Laurie yeah. Petty, yeah, she was in it. Um, that, so that was it. I didn't know. I just knew those two. I thought he was undercover, and I suppose he kind yeah. of is. But he certainly is. Well, he is. <laughs> he, well, he is. Did you watch the film? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, he is undercover. Isn't I thought he? he was a sort of FBI yeah. agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is undercover, but he's not. He goes native. He's not like undercover to the point. Where, like, um, like he's not told specifically to infiltrate Patrick Swayze's gang, is he? He just happens to realise that it's not the neo-Nazi dudes who beat him up or try to beat him up. It's actually the uh, the cool dudes that he's been hanging out with. So, I mean, um, I mean, so Gary yeah, does undercover. say they're um, undercover. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but then he goes on a stakeout. Why would you do that if you're undercover? I and mean, he uses his real name from day one. He yeah, that's his real the name. point. And they recognise yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is Johnny Utah, yeah. <laughs> quarterback, uh, star, college star. So, anyway, yeah. So you knew some stuff. You presumably yeah. seen some shots from uh, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, Hot Fuzz was like. kind of the main thing. So yeah, when he does the shooting into the air with a gun, I was like, oh, that's a bit from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> um, yeah, but I didn't know. I, I I thought I knew more than I did, and then I, when I, I'm yeah. watching it, I realised I didn't know as much as I thought. 
uh, as you know as John C. McGinley's character said you know if you if you, yeah. you you know less than nothing if you knew that you knew nothing then that would be something um, but you, you did know more than nothing uh, Joe I'm going to give you the, well I'll tell you what, I'll give you I'll, I'll give us all a little summary and then Joe you can have the honours of telling us why it's such a great film so it is Johnny Utah, 25-year-old rookie fed. Uh, he's going undercover to infiltrate the beach uh, surfer dudes because they, there's some bank robberies that have happened and the theory is that it's surfers. And he does that, but in doing so, falls in love uh, with a, a woman who's sort of loosely connected to the group and is essentially uh, seduced by the whole thing, the whole surfing thing. And then it's a bit of a battle of... He's still trying to find out who the bank robbers are, but he does become a little bit too entrenched in the in the lifestyle. It's a sort of film about him going native, but also still trying to find his man, so to speak. Uh, Joe, why is it such a bloody good film? Um, I love this film. I can't remember the first time I saw it, but I've seen it about 30 million times. <laughs> and, uh... Those are rookie numbers you need to, get, you need to pump those up. Um, I remember watching it with... Our mum and dad. Mm. I think it was either a blockbuster rental or it was on telly. I watched it with mum because I remember turning it off when um, Anthony Kiedis <laughs> shoots himself in the foot. <laughs> probably a bit too young for that. Um, <laughs> but did you spot that that was Anthony Kiedis? Who? No, I didn't actually. Off of the Red Hot Chili um, Peppers. It was only when I saw I think his name pop up at the end, and I was like, hey, "When was Anthony Kiedis in this?" And then yeah. I thought, I thought when 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 I. Uh, was like, oh, I think I know who it was. Um, mm. But I had to, like, Google, like, Anthony Kiedis point break to see specifically <laughs> which of those, like, goons he was. Yeah. yeah. I think um, it's a, I think it's a great action film. It's very cheesy. There's a lot of corny dialogue and, and that sort of thing, but that's what you expect from action, from a 90s action film. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I've pretty much based my whole personality on... Um, on, uh, Gary Busey Patrick Swayze's character um, yeah because whenever I look at you Joe the first thing I think is surfer dude well yeah I'm quite mm. laid back you know but my, uh, one of my dreams in life is to move to Cornwall learn to surf get a food truck and I think it's this film along with the film Chef really inspired <laughs> I want to see the film Chef I hear it's good it's really good I like it yeah, yeah it was like his, well, it was, we just, we just secured Joe's next episode <laughs> what was um, what's his name it was like John Favreau's like FU sort of thing wasn't it to Marvel after uh, this, the f- perceived critical failure of Iron Man 2 oh, oh yeah yeah it was, or it was like therapy for him almost <laughs> like I've heard it described as it made, a good YouTube video about it by somebody there's a scene where he makes a grilled cheese sandwich for his uh, daughter and he's mm the most amazing looking sandwich I've ever seen it's just <laughs> it's like a, a montage of him putting it together and it's, um, it's just a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah back to Point Break what else do you like about this film <clears throat> other than basing your whole personality on Patrick Swayze I mean you weren't trying to go out with 17 year old girls at like no, no, 35 no. were you with your dancing <laughs> skills how old is he in that film he must no he must be 35 in that film yeah and or, I'll ch- I'll check while Joe yeah. tells us what's so great. Yeah, and I don't I don't um, don't recommend paedophilia. That's a good no. call. It's <clears throat> good shout. <laughs> he was uh, it was thirty nine. Thirty nine. And she was what seventeen? <laughs> yeah, I think the actress. Yeah, she is meant to be like a teenager, isn't she, with a family? And the dad in that film is supposed to be the the bad guy, but it's like well, doing the right thing by his daughter. <laughs> anyway, back to Point Break. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Just I think it's um, I've, there's a lot of nostalgia in it for me, and I think I've, um, I've not seen it for a few years until this week, and I remembered every line and every scene, and mm. it's yeah, it's um, there's no the action never stops. There's no dull moments in it. I don't think. Um, like I said, very cheesy, but that's what I love about it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for want of a better phrase, it, it's like a cheesy, testosterone-filled action um, guy movie, but with a woman's touch. This It might be the first film we've covered that was directed by a woman, potentially, on the show. I, can't, I really genuinely can't think of another one that we've done. Um, and it's because the, the two leads are very sort of... Uh, making making huge stereotypes here but very sort of female friendly male leads you know like very good looking dudes but they're not like toxic at all and you know Keanu is the 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 internet's boyfriend and and so on and it's it's got that it seems to take the transcendental surfer dude stuff really seriously you know it's not just a mechanism to have some action sequences I think um, also if it was directed by a man, um, the the character Tyler would be some hot blonde chick, some surfer chick. Mm-hmm. Laurie Petty, she's not really believable as a surfer, but you kind of buy into a character. I also think Bodie and Johnny Utah would have more of a rivalry about her. Yeah, if it was by a man, it was this. It would be this. This should be this prize. You know that they're fighting over, and, and it's more in fitting with with Bodie's actual thing. And I also think if it was if it was made by a man. Bodhi's stuff would be way more pretentious and for sure. Mm. You, I think you believe him uh, that this is really his way of life. I think if it was directed by a man, it would have been more homoerotic. Whereas yeah. it's like um, it's almost like a romance story between yeah, John and yeah, Bodhi, yeah. In a way, There's, you know. they don't have sort of naked mud wrestles. But you're right; it's more romantic, isn't it? Because really, as much as the romance of of Utah and Tyler, it's it really is sort of him being seduced by that way of life and 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 Bodie's thing, and you know, sort of hooking the bracelets on like they're they're getting married or something, and then getting divorced at the end when he when he unlocks the the handcuffs, almost dying in the air in a tight embrace. Yeah. He's saying you yeah. took it. No, you took it first. I mean, you want. You yeah. want I mean, if you want to, if, if you want to, you want, yeah, you want me. Terrific. You want me so bad. It's like an acid in your mouth. Like, okay, dude, come on. Yeah, you've ah. only got one hand. You've only got one hand, mate. What are you going to do with it? Um, I mean, there, there's been a lot of talk about how Fast and the Furious is basically this film. Um, so this is the this is the summary from IMDb. A young police officer is sent undercover to identify a criminal gang carrying out holdups. He has to infiltrate a world of extreme sport. He integrates himself into a group who ultimately turn out to be the criminals, falling for one of their associates along the way, and ultimately ends up letting the gang leader escape. And I think Fast and Furious is if a man made this film, uh, <laughs> and it's not as good. And it is there is something enduring about this, and it is a bit cheesy and a bit corny and a bit silly and everything and macho but I don't know why but I just I find myself using the word I unironically love this film and then cringing at myself for having to say that like why well, can't I just like this film without feeling like I need to qualify it by saying unironically like there's an ironic way to like this film um I think it's really excellently well written um, in terms of structure, in terms of setting things up, like the way they set up his knee injury, the way they set up, you know, you have to show him skydiving first and show what a badass he is with that to then have the more dramatic skydive later when they realise who he is. And I just think they set things up really well. And in terms of structure, 
Um, I paused it at the moment that he realises it's actually Patrick Swayze's group, the, the bank robbers, and it is slap bang in the middle of this film. This film is exactly two hours and one minute, and and he finds out at basically exactly one minute and thirty, one hour and thirty seconds. It is it is the absolute textbook midpoint, which is where the film has to sort of turn on its axis and, and something like that. And a question I'll ask you, Hugh, a little bit later on in your review is. Um, did you already know that Bodie's group were the bank robbers from from sort of culture, or uh, was it really obvious already, or was it a genuine surprise? So I'll get that more in your review later because okay. I think that could potentially be something that you, you don't necessarily like. Um, and I think one of the major thing that I really liked was um, the sort of the idea of going native has always been quite fascinating to me. I've sort of did sociology at A-level and taught a little bit at A-level and we learn about people infiltrating gangs as sociological research and then going native and just joining the gang or not publishing their results for 30 years because they don't want to actually incriminate any of their gang friends you know but they want to they want to re- they want to sort of report on how fascinating the gang life was but they didn't want to send any of them to prison and i think it's a really good exploration of that he's not a surfer at all beforehand and he, he's kind of dismissive of you know can't I just carry a, a surfboard around and act stoned and then he totally is <laughs> like he f- totally understands the the surfing stuff by the end uh, yeah anything else there joe what, what else is shining out for you um, <clears throat> nothing, nothing much really. Um, I just love yeah. this film. I've always, I've always loved it. Um, yeah. it's, like, like you said, I, I agree with you. It's, it's really well structured, and it's really well paced. Mm. I think. Um, like I said, it's yeah. two hours, and it doesn't feel like it, does it? Yeah, never a dull moment. Like I said. Never a dull moment, and it is it is so um, so dynamic that the, the set pieces, and I think also from a performance level, Keanu Reeves. This could be on the things that Hugh might not necessarily like. He's not the best actor. He's not the most technically gifted actor, and especially when he has to give slightly longer speeches or has to shout his lines a little bit, he's very clearly a man who's acting, and it's not very genuine. But he has something that makes you root for him and like him, and I think that is in many ways harder than delivering a line. Uh, you was, know, in yeah, a believable way. I was going to ask what's what is it about Keanu Reeves that people love? Because you do you love him, even though he's clearly a, quite a bad actor. Um, yeah, is it because he's? You can see that he's trying. He's trying his best. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Good job, He's very wholesome, isn't he? <laughs> you know, it, like occasionally you'll see like a little joke headline, like dozens of, of women come forward who've cursed out with him to say that uh, with accusations that he's incredibly wholesome and was very nice the whole time. <laughs> he just, he just seems like, like I say, the internet's boyfriend. He, he does seem he must like be an a awfully hard nice guy. To, he seems like painfully yeah. nice, doesn't he? Yeah. Like to the point where yeah. you're like, oh, I've done a nice thing for somebody. Oh, I bet Keanu will do something nicer and ruin it. <laughs> yeah. You've heard it here He's given birth his kidneys to the interns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ke- you've heard it here first, Keanu Reeves and Nobed. <laughs> Charlatan. Um, there, there is something like that. And I think, you know, John C. McGinley's great. He's at his sort of absolute Dr. Cox best. But I think it's Patrick Swayze, really. He's so electric and so charismatic and just sort of oozes that that thing where you really feel like he's throwing himself into this role um, of Bodhi and really believes it and it's yeah there's something about it and it, it's it's both sort of charm and also good looks you know this was the year he was voted 
sexiest man alive, so he's doing all right there. But I don't know what it is. He's, he's proper sort of alpha without being toxic. You it know that sort it, of. He made it after uh, Ghost, didn't he? After Ghost was like that's right, Ghost nineteen ninety. I think it was. I think he was yeah. actually doing yeah. promotion for Ghost when this was being filmed. Right, so, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I think he missed one of the scenes for that reason. I can't, I can't remember. I think it was a skydiving scene or something. Yeah, yeah he missed out on something for that. I love um, so yeah, that's sorry. Sorry, um, I love yeah, I love John C. McGinley how he screams every sing, every line. Mm. I'd love to be bollocked by him. Um, <laughs> very intense, isn't he? Yeah. This one. Gary Busey. Do you think they actually gave him a script, or was he just saying that stuff anyway? <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of this film, is there what do you guys think I might not like about this film? I know Sam, you just mentioned Keanu's maybe acting. Anything else? Do you yeah, it's like? also it is very cheesy and silly, and I think maybe it's maybe one of those films that you had to watch when you were younger to not be cynical about it and just have yeah. a love for it maybe you'll buy into it you know you're, you you quite like man films and it's a bit of a man film like that you're definitely. not against silly cheese and stuff and also you definitely knew that they were the bank robbers right from the start and I don't know how well the film convinces anybody that they're not, they're not because you're following some surfers and you know that some of the surfers are bank robbers and it obviously it must be them <laughs> you know we hear him his voice in the in the robberies so did that have any impact at all and you know maybe maybe if you were if you weren't convinced by the transcendental transcendentalism was that the la familia version <laughs> uh, for this film or did you genuinely think oh actually there's some depth to this i think those are questions I've got. Uh, Joe, what are your... Do you think Hugh liked this film? Um, he's not... I've been here about an hour and a half at Hugh's house and I've, he's not given me any clues whatsoever. Nope. Keep, um, keep you guessing. So, um, I'm not sure. In it's the past... Like the Sphinx, mate. Yeah. Because in the past... That's really tight arse on. I have had the odd clue <laughs> and the odd... Oh, that's Sphinx, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Um, You're trying to say something. <laughs> just making shit jokes. Go on. <laughs> Um, yeah, in the past when I've come to record it here, All right. I've sort of got a feeling of how you're going to go, but Ooh. I've got nothing, I've, which means he was either completely ambivalent about it or he's just not trying, to, trying not to give me any An clues. absolute pro. Um, but yeah. Waving your hand in front of your face is really great visual medium for yeah. that audio format. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, it is quite cheesy and there's, a, it, there's a quite a few action cliches that... Like Gary Busey sat in the car on a main road with the biggest binoculars I've ever seen, trying to look, <laughs> trying to look inconspicuous. I can't, I can't see you. Yeah, well, we can fucking see you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it one of those where, like, the cliches are cliches because they created the cliches? Or, yeah, it could be. Or are they years old. Yeah, is it, or is it cliches that have literally 32 years this year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, or is it cliches that have come about because of this film? Yeah. It might not have aged well either. Yeah. I don't think, maybe. Yeah, not, it could be a parody of itself. There's one person Le- of colour in the whole film. He's <laughs> 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 the, the gardener, the, the neighbour who's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we'll find out. And also there's lovely boobs, Hugh, so you might, might like that bit. There is. Um, let's find out. We'll go for a little... Film. There is a lot of nakedness <laughs> in this film, isn't there? Yeah, very good looking <laughs> cast. So, we're going to go for a break. When we get back, we're going to get Hugh's... Opinions on a wit. We're going to get Hughes VOs. Yeah. There we go. Join us after the, the break. Hello and welcome back to part two of Please Watch This. We've been uh, we've been on our tenter hooks for a long, long time. Hugh, 
What did you like about Point Break? Uh, so, so Point Break, right? This is a film that I shouldn't like because <laughs> it's super cliched. Like, the cliches are so... They're painful. Like, talk about hostile work environment. <laughs> like, I mean, the amount of HR that... John C. McGinley goes through in a week, yeah. never mind a year, must be just, <laughs> you know, it's so cliché, you've got the cliché, even like, like even the actions, like you said, is quite cliché, but again, maybe that's because it's, you know, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's just, there's, there's so much about this film that I don't want to like. <laughs> you know, like Patrick Swayze, I've never really liked him that much. You know, like we mentioned Ghost before, I've seen it. I don't really think it's that good. Mm. Um, I think I always thought up until, you know, I well, I always thought that his best role ever that he did was when he did um, was when he was Donnie Darko. Yeah, Donnie Darko, when he was barely yeah, in it. <laughs> you know, because he because he's one of those he's more of he's one of those actors who's not really an actor. He's more of a a, he's a film star, isn't he? He's not an actor. He's a film star. Mm. He's he is Patrick yeah. Swayze. He's not he's not uh, Birdie. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. or, or the guy from Roadhouse yeah. or whatever. He's he he works based on his looks and his charisma. I suppose he's kind of in that. He was in that realm with Richard Gere and old Matthew McConaughey, which was these kind of like guy actors who are sort of there for women if that makes sense yeah. again to make broad generalisations they're sort of Dirty Dancing yeah. is a woman's film and Ghost is a woman's film you know as good as they are and, and as, as much as obviously we can as bloody blokes we can still enjoy them yeah. he's sort of a you know yeah he's, it's, it's a funny thing yeah so like and I just I really thought I'm going to watch this and I'm going to hate this film I thought I'm going <laughs> to this is going to be and I, I, that was mainly because maybe my preconceptions of like how I thought Patrick Swayze's character in this was actually going to come across. I thought he was going to come across mm. as this really obnoxious sort of surfer dude who's maybe like, yeah. um, you know, he's like a narcissist or something like that. And, you know, he's just, you know, he's just an awful, awful person and you just hate him as soon as you meet him. But because he's the antagonist, you, you know, you've, you've got to watch him and all this. But I'll be honest with you, boys. This film of quality. It's absolutely... It's, look, I'm not going to give anything... I, I, after I watched it, I said to myself, I said, damn, I wish I'd seen this when I was like 10, 11 years old. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I've definitely missed... I've not missed the zeitgeist for it, don't get me wrong. Well, I did miss it, but I've not. I've definitely missed the, the sort of seeing it at the right age sort of thing. I've yeah. definitely missed yeah, yeah. the... This will be a cool film to you because... Because it is such a successfully, you know, uh, copied film in other, yeah. you know, in action movies, like you said, like, like you know, when you watch Fast and the Furious, this, it's like a poor man's Point Break, isn't it? Essentially, yeah, a poor man's <laughs> version yeah. of this as well, you know. Yeah. Um, so what I really liked about this film, and it, I am genuinely surprised, is just how good Patrick Swayze is in this film. Yeah. yeah. He's very, he's so charismatic. He's so like. He's not pretentious. He's like you said, Sam. He's it, you, like you said. You can tell this is made by a woman because she's made her. She's basically made the character who we're supposed to dislike, the guy who's committing all these crimes. He's 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 um, he's he's an anti-hero. He's he's yeah. essentially, you know. Have you ever seen a, a villain get the the send off at the end of a film where? You know, he gets like the hero shot yeah. almost when he yeah, exactly. falls into the sea and things like that. Yeah, he's a bad guy, but you 
rooting for him. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not, yeah. I, don't, I think yeah. deep down he's not bad, but he's just trying to. He's non-violent. Yeah. But he just yeah because yeah, he's against the system and he doesn't want to hurt anybody. And you're yeah. like, oh, I wouldn't hand him in because the banks are insured. Yeah. <laughs> but but he is a flawed character in the sense that actually his actions do lead to his friends yeah. dying essentially. Yeah, and. Um, but he's so dreamy. And he kills that police officer and Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but look at his abs. Yeah. <laughs> and that hair. Oh glorious. That is some very late early nineties hair, isn't it? I would it almost is. go to say about this film is you said it was a nineties film. I actually think it's like almost the last of the eighties sort of yeah. Hollywood, California films, you know, like along with like your lethal weapons and um Beverly Hills kind of films. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean it was it was written in the late eighties. It, it is of that of Gary that era Busey as well. Uh, <laughs> what else did I like? Um yeah, Gary Busey's really good in this. Like, I'd never really, again, an actor I'd never really seen him in too much or had seen him. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's, he's you know, you're, you're sad when he dies and his character dies. Um, you know, all the shots of the surfing, like the surfing is filmed so beautifully in this film, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, it is, it's like a surf video for like a music video or something for half the film. Yeah. And the skydiving, you know, you can see it's lots of genuine skydiving. It's not yeah. just lots of close-ups of people in wind tunnels and, yeah, and you know, roughing up their hair and shouting their lines. Apparently Patrick Swayze did like 55 sky, uh, skydives yeah, for this film and apparently he was mad keen on it already. The, um, I, um, I found out earlier today that it, it was originally about to be a, originally supposed to be about skateboarding. Yeah. How shit would that have been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's because maybe that surfing does have that tribalism and it also has that sort of spirituality attached to it that yeah. no other sport really has. Like yeah. sports no. are often eulogized and, you know, talked in in reverent tones, you know, like you know, people talk about football like it's church and things like that. But but there is that that stereotypical image of the the um this you know like you said the stoner sort of um surfer dude but the guy who's you know he's like oh i'm just about peace and love and a higher plane and you know all that sort of stuff and a lot of the surfers in this film are dicks and they're like stay off my wave <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> i think as well the um i think because of the nature of what they do is that they're so reliant upon the waves and nature being you know what it is they kind of almost they, that, that, they have that grounding, don't they, to the, the land or the sea or nature. Mm. They have a sort of a. There's a. The, they have to be sort of feeling how nature is sort of mm. acting to to take part in this. Which you know, it's a sport at the end of the day, and it's an extreme sport, isn't it? Yeah. It's not one where you might break a leg. You could very easily drown and die. Yeah. You know, in the, in the way they do it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a sport. It's a way of life, Sam. Uh, sorry, yes, it's the yes, sauce. Yes, yes. Change your life. It's, the, it's the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like cooking food. It'll change your life. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, um, and then just little things like you said, like John C. McGinley, who's like amazing, and he's you know, like you said, you know, if you knew that you knew nothing, you, at least you know something. That, but you'd learn less than nothing. <laughs> um, him being angry about him being a surfer and, and all that jazz—that's quite funny. This must have secured him the the job as Doctor Cox. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, because he is Doctor Cox. He he's is just a he? chief, <laughs> police chief. Yeah, rather he's than just um, doctor. And he did spend his early career as the sort of shouty cops or army colonel sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, however, I do have some, I do have some issues with this film. Um, and Sam, you touched upon it earlier. Now, I really like Keanu Reeves. I think mm. he's quality. He's not great in everything he's in, but that's sometimes the film itself is just rubbish. Mm. 
you know I heard there's you know he's made a lot of bad films and you're right he's not an actor who has you know you wouldn't describe him as having great range yeah. but he has a very specific thing that he can do and that is that sort of you know he's very good at kind of reacting to things in a very specific kind of you know like you know the classic whoa you know that kind of acting yeah. he's, you know his acting style is understated he's a very understated person yeah. you know you see him you know you see him in interviews on these like late night shows he's he's quite jovial but he's you know he's very he's quite a spiritual guy and kind of the, like <clears throat> uh, one of the these late is it Colbert or something like that I think asked him because mm. like, they know how spiritual oh, he I can like be this. Yeah. yeah have you heard this and he's like yeah, he goes, yeah. Keanu Reeves where do we go when we die and Keanu Reeves kind of thinks for a second he goes and he just goes all I know is that when we're gone, the ones that loved us will miss us. And everyone's yeah. like, oh my God. And he's like, and everyone just, response. yeah, clutches their heart. Here's an example. Uh, so as always, I'm watching the film in the background. Yeah. Here's an example of him having to shout an extended line and not doing it very convincingly. Man, you're the man, yeah. What do you want to do about it? Well, it's good, doesn't it? Like you're still alive, right? Yeah. Well, since you're still alive and you're not in the box just yet, why don't you tell me the theory of yours and we'll go get these guys? <laughs> I just find that not is not very convincing. But yeah, he's he's it's like he's very like you know people say he's wooden. This mm. is the film where they, he's basically you can see his flaws. And like you say, he's like what he's probably like 25, 26 when he made this. Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say I love that scene where he's, <laughs> he shouts at Gary Busey saying like it says something like. Um, um, oh, well, you know, if if all you want to do is sit around telling Nam Nam stories, uh, <laughs> you know, be my guest, and he he actually kicks off at him, does Gary Busey, by telling a Nam story. <laughs> yeah. I was catching shrapnel in Kaysan when you were <laughs> sucking on your mother's titty, <laughs> smearing shit all over your hands. <laughs> I mean, shit in your hands and smearing all over the refrigerator. Yeah. So yeah, so that I must admit, Keanu Reeves' performance in this is. Fucking terrible. <laughs> that's the that's my. Or it is at times when he's asked to do things that aren't him. Yeah, you know, like he's not. But he does some good things. He does some things really his well, in, like you say, the whoa and the whatever. His intensity isn't in his, like you said, that scene there where he's shouting and clearly trying to remember his lines. It's in, <laughs> like you said, it's his understated sort of um, d- determination. I think he's very he's, he's yeah. very good at playing deter- Like you know when you watch him in the Matrix or John Wick, he's. You know, there's just a quiet determination to him that you know he's going to do what is of necessary of that yeah. character. And you buy that they would they would welcoming welcome him in because he doesn't feel like a threat. No, he's completely wholesome and not toxic, and Buddy would like him. Yeah. So they have to hire somebody who obviously was a kind of hot yeah. property at the time, but also, yeah, very very uh, very likely. Another thing I couldn't understand is so you know when they do the raid on the the four. Um, I don't know, whatever they are, drug dealers. Um, mm. And he, they think that he's... Uh, and then Tom Sizemore's character is like, shows the two kilograms of cocaine that they have or whatever. He's like, oh, I was going to... You know, this guy, these guys were going to take us to, you know, who their dealer was. And it's like, well, you work for the DEA and they work for the FBI. How on earth was he supposed to know that there was a DEA yeah. operation? <laughs> and he comes yeah. in really angry at him for no reason. And the, yeah. and, the, and his... Um, 
his superior officer, John C. McGinley's character, looks at him as if to go, like, you should have known this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you dumb sack of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need a bit of a better interdiscipline. Inter- inter, uh, because it's a good little it's a, it's a good little scene for, like, Tom Sizemore, isn't it? He's, mm. he's like, yeah. you, you know, when he makes the joke, he's like, do you think I like having this hair? <laughs> you, know, you know, he's like, I don't see my wife and all this. Um, that that was me. So the question I posed earlier. Oh yes, I presume you knew right from the start. I don't think that Birdie's group with the rock band. I don't think. Or were you surprised? No, I don't think the film structured it in a way that you don't think it's them. Yeah, I suppose because you see their bank robberies and you go, well, that's obviously Patrick Swayze's voice. Yeah, you just know. But there is there's a moment where he realizes. I wonder if we're supposed to realize that. I think just watching him realize. I think it's the the dramatic irony, isn't it, for the characters that they they don't know who who's who but we do and it would yeah. I mean you think if they go and do that raid on those um, douchebags mm. um, uh, the red hot chilli knobs <laughs> um, then the, and they turn out to be the robbers well that's not an interesting film is it it's the fact that like you said he no. goes a bit native and he mm. ends up um, having to you know he doesn't want to shoot Birdie when he when he nearly catches him uh, in the in the river and all that. Yeah, it was just interesting to to see it from you know to know from your perspective, I suppose, because obviously me and Joe obviously know yeah. who the robbers are, but I, I wasn't looking for. I mean, I probably also hints I, for that. Or I mean, not, I did also know. know that they were the robbers just through pop culture. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that might be the case, but, but it's not really hint. It doesn't hinge yeah, on that, does yeah. it? Something else I quite like about this film: uh, smoking cigars indoors. That's. You know, yeah, I'm, it's yeah. every film is every set is so hazy yeah. in this uh, in this film. Um, it looks beautiful. I really found that bit funny when they do like um, they go to do that raid on those guys' house, and then he gets his ass kicked by a naked woman who's having a shower. <laughs> that bit's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that the, the, my nitpicks. Oh, there was one other nitpick I had. Oh, it's not a nitpick, but one thing that. So you know, they make this big, big uh, sort of like song and dance about them surfing at night because it's dark mm. but it's at that point where so apparently like the technology that they used to with lenses or like the way cameras were made mm-hmm. so they could film things actually at night yeah. and in this film you can see that they're clearly sat in broad daylight <laughs> with a filter on yeah. the camera you know and yeah I wonder if it would work better on VHS perhaps and also you know it's so pitch black when they come in actually at night time you think I'm glad this was done that way because I wanted to see them doing it it had just been like a blank screen with them going oh my god this is crazy man see I don't know I <laughs> think know? it would have been interesting to see what they could have filmed you know if they had like natural like moonlight or something like that I mean I, it's I like, didn't notice it, it personally I thought it, it looked like moonlight to me just a really bright moonlight. Yeah. I think the problem where that falls down, well, maybe, yeah, maybe because of the camera, but like somebody has a fire, don't they, on the beach and it's clearly mm-hmm. nighttime. Mm-hmm. But then when you cut to Birdie and uh, Keanu Reeves, you're like, oh, it's clearly daytime where they are. Or it's yeah. at least dusk or dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when a character's lying in bed and they turn the light off and it's basically as light as it was. It's just a bit blue. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. in a sitcom or something like that. And you go, well, that, you haven't really turned the light off there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we need to see the characters. It's not something that you get much more, much anymore, thankfully. Mm. Um, mm. I think it was due to the limitations of the camera technology. Because I saw somebody talking about in a video on YouTube not so long back. Um, 
Oh yeah, I don't like the name Johnny Utah. I know that sounds <laughs> it's like... It's shit, isn't it? It's, it's terrible, so, terrible It idea. sounds like a placeholder name, and then no, they just never changed it. Nobody's called Utah, that's not a surname. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a surname. Johnny Utah. It's a bit like, this is where it becomes a bit self-parody. You've, I mean, Roger Ebert's review I'll get to later, he calls it a thankless name. Mm. Uh, it really is a bad, a bad name. Uh, I don't know if it has some relevance, because I know that this has got a lot of sort of uh, iconography and mysticism and Buddhism and so on, so I don't know if it has some relevance there. But Everyone's got a weird yeah, it's, name. It's a bad name. Yeah. Uh, John Utah, Bodhi, pa- Angelo Pappas. Pappas. <laughs> Angelo Pappas. Tyler, which is a boy's name. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a guy called like Rosie or something. There is a yeah, boy named Rosie. Rosie isn't there? War Child. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Roach. Yeah, all, all the hits. I think even John C. McGinley's character is called something silly. Oh, Ben Harp. Yeah, is called, Harp, you know, yeah, yeah. Funny enough. Um, I think we should move on to favourite scenes then. Uh, yes. Joe is our esteemed guest. What was your favourite scene, mate? Um, I don't want to steal everyone's favourite scene, but... Well, it's obviously <laughs> going to be the chase scene. Yeah, the foot chase. <laughs> and the car chase, then the foot chase, and then it ends him with him firing his gun up in the air and saying, ah... Yeah. <laughs> Sam? Are you saying you've never fired your gun up into the air and said, oh? I mean, Sam, do you have a different scene than that? That was it. That's yeah. all I've written down. Yeah. yeah. We're all on the same wavelength. Yeah. yeah. That's... So, Hugh, why do, you, why do you take the honour? Why is it so great? I mean, I think, well, the ending's obviously iconic, mm. or oh. has become iconic. Uh, but what makes it such a great scene for me is you actually feel like, like oftentimes when you watch a chase in a film, you, you don't really believe it, do you know what I mean? But in mm. this, when they're running through the, the houses and it, a lot of yeah. it's shot with like steady cams or held handheld cams and they're jumping over They called walls. it the, the pogo cam. The pogo so cam. it was a rig that mounted a gyro-stabilised camera, yeah. like a like a steady cam, on a body-length pole. Right. They call it, yeah, it was like basically the first use of the what Catherine Bigelow called the pogo cam. Yeah, I think the only one bit that's it's a bit silly is when that woman throws the dog at the camera <laughs> and then yeah. it cuts to him catching the dog and then you hear him kick it and then the dog goes it's a real quick a cut and, and it's, they go to lengths to explain how they didn't actually hurt any animals and it says at the end of the credits you know mm. the scene where an animal there's a depiction of animal uh, whatever there was no actual harm done to an animal and it is a yeah. bit yeah they get around it it's just like the it's almost comic isn't it it the is a bit well, yeah, it's a bit know. you know Looney Tunes isn't it or whatever you want to <laughs> But yeah. Did you get a sense of um, of him running away from Agent Smith through the houses in Matrix on that? <laughs> you know, when uh, when the woman with the knife turns into a, an agent, it's very yeah, close quarters, yeah. corridors like that. Yeah. It was very reminiscent. Yeah, but I'd say this is a better version of that, though. I think this is yeah. it's really good. It's 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 not that's like you asked earlier. You know, you, this this film has dated. There's no denying it. Um, especially some of the awful haircuts. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the. Um, that scene specifically, the bit where they're running through the through the houses, that was actually for mine. It was more the house chase part of that chase yeah. rather than the whole thing. Because like like the bit when he's got the um, you know he turns like a, a petrol hose into like a flamethrower almost. Yeah. That's kind of that was very cool iconography and all that and imagery. I have to say that the the fire stunts were amazing because usually a fire stunt is where you go, oh that's. That's a, that's a thing I've seen a hundred times. A man who's in fully on fire in a flame suit going, ah, through a scene for about four seconds and then you know everyone comes around with fire extinguishers. It was really authentic, I thought, this one, where you thought, did they have to set Patrick Swayze on fire? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really well done. I think the way that <clears throat> scene starts is... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 
they're they're on a stakeout and he sees the like he misses the them going into the bank, but he sees them coming out. Mm. If I was Johnny Utah, I'd get into the car, calmly, <laughs> follow them, and you know, just sort of keep an eye on them. In, I wouldn't pull my gun out and go FBI <laughs> and start chasing them. Because the <laughs> you, guy goes to shoot him. You've blown your cover immediately. Yeah, <laughs> you just cause millions of dollars worth of damage. Yeah, because the minute he realizes it's them, doesn't he? He actually does do that, doesn't he? He yeah. goes and basically follows them for the whole day, which was the right. Yeah, you're right. They could just follow them, but. It wouldn't have been so. Such I suppose a cool they, chase. I suppose they would have had to have followed them at speed. I guess because yeah. <laughs> so, the bank yeah. robbers weren't going to be exactly adhering to the rules of the road. Suppose, suppose. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, that's your favourite scene as well, Sam. Anything you want to add? Everyone's favourite scene. That is, you know, there's there's some of the good scenes, and there's it's there's sort of like a just generally surfing scenes where it's all a bit deep, and it's about you know seagulls and transcendentalism and all that. That those are quite nice. Uh, scenes, but it really is the one that stands out. And I think you know the 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 skydive, the last skydive is amazing. You mm. know, it, it really is indicative of of Johnny Utah's uh, crazy character of. Well, you know, I don't have a parachute, but <laughs> I've done this before. I know I can. I know I can catch up to him. And the whole, you know, you've got a gun in one hand. You got to let go of the gun, or you got to let go and fall. Uh, and mm-hmm. again, they set up so well how. He's he's you know if you play chicken against either of these guys you're gonna die. Uh, that was really really good. They are both radical sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite lines then, Hugh? Why don't you take the honors on this one? Um, I look, we've mentioned one of them already, so I'm not going to repeat myself. But I really like the bit in the back of the van where Johnny says to Birdie, he goes, Birdie, this is your fucking wake up call, man. I'm an FBI agent, and Birdie goes, Yeah, man. He goes, yeah, I know, man. Ain't it wild? That's what makes it so interesting. You can do what you want and make up your own rules. Why be a servant to the law when you can be, uh, when you can be its master? And that's kind of sums up kind of Buddy's philosophy as a person, as a yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought that was a really, really good line. And it just sort of like there is funny lines, and I'm sure we're going to get into those. But that was sort of. Um, yeah, that was sort of like the crux of the character, I think, and that makes it I, interesting. I, jumping, yeah. jumping on that, one of my favourite lines was another sort of buddy moral message. His part of the story, mm. which was when they're they're talking about, you know, we need to kill this guy. He's an FBI agent. We can't just let him come surfing with us again. And he says, you know, this was never. Uh, buddy says this was never about the money. This was about us against the system. That system that kills a human spirit. We stand for something. We're here to show those guys that are inching their way on the freeways in their metal coffins that the human spirit is still alive. And uh, and I thought, yeah, that it to it might seem a bit like uh, we live in a society. Isn't I'm fourteen and this is deep sort of <laughs> stuff, but actually it is quite deep in the sense that it does kind of make you question um, your own approach to life and, and all that sort of stuff. And that's kind of Bodie's seductive message, isn't it? You know, and that, just to, just to echo what you said, really, uh, Joe. What was your favourite line? Um, I've got the. It's not a deep line at all <clears throat> might as well have a bit of levity it's from uh, when it's the, an early scene um, like I don't know how why Johnny is so um, such a wise ass with um, mm. his boss mm. the boss is chewing yeah. him out and he's just like yeah, it, it, it's babes but well anyway that's not my favourite line <laughs> says, uh, Ben Harp says you're a real blue flame special aren't you son young dumb and full of cum I know what I don't know is how you got assigned here Guess we must just have ourselves an asshole shortage, huh? 
And uh, Johnny goes, not so far. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's kind of an inconsistent character, isn't he? And I wonder if that's because he's transitioning from that sort of jock to the to the surfer dude. But yeah, I don't quite know who Johnny Utah is. Is he a, is he a wise-ass kind of guy or is he I'd say something he's more of like a, he's like a sci-fi character, isn't he? He's what the audience want to imbue him with. Yeah, really. and I think that might be a problem. And it could, could be, be a performance issue, could be a writing issue. Or it could just be, again, indicative that he's going native and, and changing yeah. who he is. But yeah, that was the one that when I when I saw it, I thought, I should make a note of this one. Because <laughs> that is a really good line. Yeah, it is a good one. Um, and he has a similar one, doesn't he, later on, where he's... he's He's like, he's like, I'm the quarterback or something like that. He says, or something like that to when Papas, he can't see him and he's talking oh, shit yeah. about him. <laughs> yeah, when he says Papas, Angelo Papas, punk, quarterback punk. That was punk. it, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other lines, so the, like, the fun lines that I, that I had, obviously we all had the, uh, you know, you know nothing and all that. But there's one of the, um, one of Bodie's crew says to him, you're about to jump out of a perfectly good airplane, Johnny. How does that, how do you feel about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just like that one, that's quite funny. <laughs> We, um, it was quite a nice little exchange when uh, Johnny Utah's like, who packed my shoot? <laughs> and Buddy says, I did, why didn't, don't you trust me? And then they're just handing it around and he ends up with, the, he ends up with his same shoot from before. Yeah. <laughs> Which but, I thought was um, quite nice. And then, and then he's just like, what is it he says? Are we going to jump or jerk off? Mm. You know, very, very, um, that's pretty radical. It's non-heinous. <laughs> what were you going to say, Joe? I was going to say if we had Sam's, but you did, yeah, you had the... Body quote. Yeah. Yeah. Another one yeah, I like. All the lines. Was the other ones? Come on, give us some more, Judge. Um, the one I've quoted many times in the past. I think they say in Hot Fuzz as well. <laughs> Little Han says it's time to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Well, that's uh, nice. Last time you had a feeling I had to kill a guy, and I hate that. It looks bad on my report. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Man. He's great in this film, isn't he, Gary Bruce? I think I think Keanu Reeves just gets a pass for this film because he's got all these good actors around him, and like you said, even yeah. like the like the romance in it, it's a bit shoehorned in. But like, Laura, is it Laura, Laura Petty or Laurie? Laurie? Is it Laurie? Laurie? Laura Petty. She does. She's she's wonderful in this. Actually, she's very. Mm. Um, she's got those big doe eyes hasn't she yeah incredibly blue eyes yeah yeah and so big yeah so she's you, you can see the vulnerability in that character and how she's like falling in love with him and all that jazz and you buy it to a yeah. point I guess with that one yeah because sometimes you don't buy romances in films do you at all I think what I don't buy is that even when she finds out he's an agent I think more that he, di- that he lied about his parents dying she still wants him and yeah. obviously it's because he's saving her life and so on but I don't buy that I buy that he would still love her, but I don't buy that she would have any interest in him after that. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. You don't, you, yeah. Um, that's a bit, yeah. Any other um, shots then? Yeah. Let's get, let's, let's side, uh, slide right nicely into some favourite shots. Uh, Joe, again, as our esteemed guest, favourite shot? Um, I think it's the, the bit in the chase scene where they're just looking eye to eye just before he fires his gun up in the air and says oh. why don't you steal all of my favourite bits <laughs> <laughs> just the best shot in the film do you want to do the quiz as well <laughs> well it was it was either that or the the shot of them all um, falling when they're all parachuting in in, oh, yeah. in tandem or whatever you call it and formation. it's a shot from in formation yeah there's a mm. shot from above and they're just falling that's quite a good shot there's so many great shots in the skydiving and so many great surfing shots you know I think the one of um, Bodie he's he's Going kind of under the, a tunnel, mm. it's, it's doing a tunnel. You know, it's like Tube. waves. Tube. It's tubing. That's right. That's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, but yeah, I completely agree. When it's the the sort of looking at each other's eyes, kind of good, the bad, and the ugly style. And before he shoots a gun in the air and says, "Ah." I think you mentioned earlier that um, 
Patrick, there's one scene that Patrick Swayze missed. It was that scene. So it's not actually Patrick Swayze. Oh, you're in right. The yeah, that's the he, he was doing promo for yeah. Ghost at the time. So it's some some other guy, but it's a great stunt double. Yeah, he's yeah, stunt double. At least it was consistent with the guy who was running around. <laughs> I, bet, I bet his stunt double had a great shoot. <laughs> what, being stuck under a rubber mask for just jumping out of planes, surfing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think at the beginning you can clearly tell it's not Patrick Swayze, <laughs> but I think that's yeah. more to do with the fact that it's like, you know, HD sort of quality TVs and all this. You know, like you said, a scratchy, grainy VHS in 92, I don't think you'd have noticed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, uh, Hugh, favourite shot, is it where they're looking eye to eye? No, it's not, thankfully. Um, it's, oh, I, this one I struggled with because I had a couple for it. But there's really, I think it's because I've seen it before in like stuff, but it's actually the one that, where Keanu, right at the beginning in the rain, you know, at the uh, Quantico oh, yeah. when he's doing the shooting oh, yeah. practice, and he just has that where he like turns the camera and it's just like, it just... <laughs> that it, little thumbs up, that's almost a gif, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. it's like the, the rain yeah. and it's sort of, it just works. But the other, and the one that ran it close was, um, I think the one of Bodhi like wiping out at the end you know he's on the massive wave in Australia mm. oh, yeah. I really like that aspect of the film that Bodhi kind of gets uh, sorry Keanu Reeves' character Johnny Utah he chases him down and he tells him yeah. like I've been here I've been there I missed you by a week in like mm. Thailand or whatever Fiji yeah <laughs> was it Fiji yeah. sorry I've not seen it a million times so I don't know <laughs> my, my, my <laughs> favourite <like>, yet <laughs> my favourite bit about that scene is the most Australian guy in the world <laughs> we'll get him when he comes back in yeah right then I think that's, so, I think bit, that's a good time as any <laughs> to move on to our our last break. Yeah. Uh, join us after the break for critics after ratings. The point break, quiz, Sam. <laughs> the point break, and to find out uh, what, what we're going to watch uh, next week. So join us after this point break. Hello, and welcome back to the final part of Please Watch This. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing there. I thought you might enjoy that. I was like, what um, the fuck's he doing? Right. So here we are in the critics section. Hugh, I don't know if you saw on IMDb how this did on Metacritic. I didn't actually look. I was. I, I just forgot. This, to me, is the quintessential film that separates the good critics from the hacks. Good critics will recognise this for what it is a really good film. Hacks will be too snooty about I think, it. I think it's definitely a film where you can see like the genesis of, or the, the starting point, sort of, of um, like an Oscar-winning director, like with, um, you know, with the Hurt Locker. Bigelow. Yeah. Mm. Like you can see so, that this is somebody who is learning their craft and honing it, and that pays off. You know, it might not pay off 100% in this film, but, you know, 15 years from now, yeah. you know, 18 or 17 years from now, you're going to make an absolute stone-cold classic, you know, sort of real commentary on our times or whatever. So in short, it's got 58% on Metacritic. What? Which is annoying, because <laughs> it's, it's not high art and it's not 100%, but it's... Who's who dislikes this film? And let's find out. So, guess who likes this film, Hugh? When I say proper critics like this film, who might uh, that refer to? Would it be Roger Ebert? Mm. 
would. Uh, so, Roggy Rog, how many stars do you think he gave it, Hugh? Um, three and a half. Three and a half is right. Yeah, he really oh. liked it. He and Gene Siskel talked about it on their show, of course. Oh, yeah. And as you can imagine, Siskel wasn't as big a fan, but Did Rog Siskel was. actually like cinema? I've never, I, th- I, th- I rarely yeah. hear him give a good review of a film. <laughs> I, I mean, that man, he died quite young, didn't he? He was only in his 50s when he died. Yeah. Maybe yeah, all the bile yeah. built up. <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might hear some more noise in the background, by the way, listener. My cat has joined me. Uh, and oh. he's, he's, he's actually mad. Uh, so apologies about that. <laughs> yeah, so this is what old Rog said. I, I always side with old Rog. Um, he says, this is some California movie, all right. Uh, the plot description I've just supplied could work just as easily for The Naked Gun 3.5 <laughs> as for Point Break which takes it deadly seriously, even after adding several other preposterous developments, like a guy who gets so mad he jumps out of a plane without a parachute, free falls until he can tackle a guy who has one, and then holds a gun to his head. And, he's, and he does sort of talk about it as being a self-parody. Um, Catherine Bigelow is an interesting director for this, this film. She's interested in the ways her characters live dangerously for philosophical reasons. They aren't men of action, but men of thought who choose action as a way of expressing their beliefs. That adds an intriguing element to their characters and makes the final confrontation in this movie as meaningful as it can be given the admittedly preposterous nature of the material mm-hmm. you know so he enjoys fun films fun cinema and this is fun is f- cinema it's designed as a fun film like yeah. you, if you take it too seriously I think you miss the point don't you yeah it's definitely a very fun film yeah I, I um, yeah I, I was going to say something then I've completely forgotten what I was going to say that's very annoying I'll jump in then yeah so he, he appreciates the cats climbing the curtains okay now <laughs> to, to really illustrate this idea that proper critics like this will appreciate this film and hacks won't um, a low rating that I found on Metacritic was by uh, the staff of Variety so it didn't have a name attached yeah, <laughs> and it was it's 40% that, rating it, when you can't find the author of those Variety I mean articles. it literally the article said staff Written by staff, so this is not really their, you know, their main, their main star. A harebrained wild ride through big surf and bad vibes. Point Break acts like a huge nasty wave, picking up viewers for a few major thrills, but ultimately grinding them into the sand via overkill and absurdity. What it lacks is subtlety, logic, or any redeeming grace. Too much testosterone here, says a femme surfer walking disdainfully away from a crude party. Comment fits, and I think it, that misses the mark so much yeah. yeah I think they've just maybe I think you can take this film at face value a bit as well though can't you mm. because at face value it's a pretty dumb action cops and robbers film isn't it but there is there is there is some good directing there's some great shots there's some great the dialogue's not the best but it's very it is very cliched and I think if you kind of almost have that knowing wink and a nod to the cliches then you could probably enjoy it more um, the only bit of like real sort of police work that they do in this film is when he figures out that it is surfers yeah. and that's cool oh, like when they, yeah. Yeah, when they figure that out I, I, and then when they go around stealing like the bits of hair off people to try and test which beach they're at because yeah. up until then they've produced precisely squat yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah, that is that is a fair comment from him actually. To be fair, um, so obviously the biggest and uh, most important critics in our lives are, are <laughs> Hugh and Joe. Yeah, he's he's actually just running around chasing shadows. Apologies uh, to those that can hear it on the sound. Um, so the biggest critics, the most important, uh, Hugh and Joe. The question is, how many um, booby shower, shower silhouettes? Would you give this out of 10? Uh, Joe, we'll start with you yeah. as our esteemed guest. Well, for, um, you, for this, uh, for me, this is a nine. It's a nine. That's a big score. That's a big shout. Because it's Agreed. influenced my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, yeah. 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 It should be ways. a ten. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and, I, and it's for, for me, it's a nine as well because it, it's just so good, but it's also so important to us somehow. It's it must have been a VHS that stood out for us on the bookshelf, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Sorry about all the noise. Now, Hugh, there's a reason why I normally keep the cat in the other room. Um, Hugh, I'm assuming yeah. you're not going to go for a nine, but I also feel like if you give this a seven, I'm going to be a bit disappointed. Right, okay. I think you, go, you guys are going to be a little more than disappointed then, because as much as I enjoyed this film, as much as I had fun with it, unfortunately I don't have that nostalgia, mm. and I can see the flaws in it, and I can see you know, the bad acting, and I can see the... the Poor, like camera technique or whatever, or the problem, the production issues that the film had when trying to craft certain scenes. For me, it did, like you said, it was a perfectly paced film. For me, it was a little bit too long. Oh. Like there is, like they, like I know you were saying they set up like the later skydiving stuff, but it seemed so unnecessary at a point. And that you said he jumps out. Like was it Ebert says, or oh, that guy says he jumps out the plane after him despite he had didn't have a parachute. Oh. And that that's the one, like, really... That's the only stupid... Or Actually, no. There's there's, there's two silly bits. That bit I was on about with Tom Sizemore. Yeah. And that bit, like, when he jumps out. But you, like... It's I, not out of character, though, is no, it? No, no, it's not. And that's that's what gives it a pass a bit. But, unfortunately, because I don't have the nostalgia you guys have for it, and I don't think it's going to live long in the memory, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I've seen that bit of, like, 90s sort of pop culture. But for me, it was a six... And, and you think a six is a bad score? God, what a time! To, what a way to finish our podcast! But I feel like it's the, a, for a but that's just but that's just a, a solid film score for me. That is a six is like it's good, but it's not great. Um, maybe it'll grow. Sorry, on me. sorry, Roy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah, I just don't have the nostalgia you guys have for it at all, and it. So I just I can't because it's not the plots. Good, but it's not great. The actions. There it is again. Good, but not great. But Sorry, it's not. Roy. It's fine. Well, that's the. Well, you Sorry. know you see you. But is it? As, but is it as good as like? <laughs> but is it as? Well, all right, I'll see what I see. <laughs> you know, um, is it as good as something that came out around the same time, like a Terminator Two? Not nothing as good as Terminator Two, Hugh. That's but a that's, 10 out, the, that's an eleven out of ten film. But that's the so that's benchmark, isn't it, for that that period? Yeah, and this this is just less than that, so it's nine out of ten. Done. Job job done. You said it was quality. Well, I I say that word a lot. I say it quite loosely. You know. Fine. Yeah. That six. But you enjoyed it. I think we should stop stigmatizing six because if we're going to stigmatize six, what's the point of having a rating system up to ten? Six should be better than average, but not amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Uh, you know, but I mean, if Keanu Reeves could have acted a bit better in this film, I think it'd have got a seven or eight. But he is just awful at times. Would it have been better with the the guy they originally wanted to cast, Matthew Broderick? 
<laughs> May, in terms of acting, yeah. <laughs> Matthew Broderick's probably a better... But I don't think he's got that kind of surfer vibe that sort of uh, Keanu can pull off. Yeah. I like it. I, I must admit, I like at the end when he's like, he, you know, he catches up to Brody on the beach in Australia and he's got like the nascent like John Wick hairstyle. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a film I want to see, like a young John Wick. You know? well, actually, no, I think they wanted to cast Johnny Depp originally. See, you, I could buy that. No. He would fit that role, yeah. Like, we sometimes go, oh, you couldn't imagine another actor in this role, but yeah, I can imagine. Like, Bodie, I don't think you can imagine anyone in that period better than Patrick Swayze for that role. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, sorry. Yeah, I've been physically I mean, attacked by my I mean, cat, you so can right. edit this. That's, that's decided now. <laughs> I'm not messing with that. I'll probably try and mute that. Um, I did. I, I muted that. It's fine. Uh, yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think Johnny Depp would have been a better actor for it but I, you know I'm, I'm all I'm all in for Keanu um, let's move on to a quiz let's see if it's, it's if it does live long in the memory in terms of the specific details let's see, let's see yeah. <laughs> as is always a way Hugh as the uh, inductee to this film uh, you get the first dibs on these questions so the first question is what are the four ex-presidents they use oh. and which one is played by Bodie? Uh, so the four ex-presidents are, they've got Nixon, Reagan, um, LBJ, and I'm going to say Carter. Correct. And then yep. Bodie plays uh, Reagan. Very good. Very good. Yep, can't improve on that. You lost, kind of, I think you dropped something, bro. <laughs> I lost something. <laughs> what kind of car... <laughs> What kind of card, question two, does Utah's board remind Birdie of? Is it specifically? a 57 Chevy or something like that? There we go, yeah. Hugh's been, uh, sorry, Joe's been you mentioned blocked it, out. Yeah, I did. <laughs> now, I'll accept out. three different answers for this because it doesn't, I don't care. Um, how many <laughs> bank robberies do they, do they make in three years? Oh, it's a big number. Is it 27? It's 27 at the start of the film, yeah, and 30 or 31 by the end, so I'll accept 27. Very good. Good Number four, what does Angelo Papas, perfectly ordinary name, uh, order (laughs) while they're staking out the bank? Oh, it's two meatball sub sandwiches. (laughs) He wish he'd got three. (laughs) Utah. (laughs) Two. Yeah, he could. uh, He's the arsehole of a rhino, couldn't he? Three three minutes into the stakeout, he's already hungry. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, it's time for lunch. It's half ten. For which uh, question five, you're on you're on a roll here. For which team did Johnny Utah play football? An American position. Yeah, I'll give you that five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was a quarterback, wasn't he? Yeah. Was it for Carolina State? It wasn't Carolina State. Oh, I'm glad you didn't get the five out of the five. Now, Joe, do you know? Um, Pressure's on, Joe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. He didn't know. <laughs> I like how you, didn't even, like how you just didn't even go for it. You was like, I'm not even going to pick a, a pick a university or a state in America. I'm just going to go. He played gonna... for Florida State. Varsity, oh, I thought there was more words to that sentence. Ohio State. Oh, Ohio. Ohio. No, one in fifty chance. Not not Utah. <laughs> not Johnny Utah. No, State. that would have made sense. <laughs> so a very very creditable eighty percent there for Hugh Dempsey. Thank now you. Hugh, what remains to be asked? A couple of questions, few questions. Would you recommend this film? Well, actually. Sorry, oh. do you mind if I butt in with my own question? Please oh, do, Joe. I'm, I'm gagging for it's it. A, 
It's an impossible question. So oh, it's kind of right, a bit of trivia. Okay. We've got trivia, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I've read the IMDb trivia, so, so I might know the answer. Well, no, I've done a bit of work myself. Um, I use my Microsoft Excel skills. Oh, dear. Uh, Was there a VLOOKUP involved? Yes. Um, so I looked through <laughs> the entire cast and their films just to see if... There was there were any actors that you'd covered in previous episodes. Oh, tight! And because I realised that you've not done a Keanu Reeves film yet, you've not done a yeah. um, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. I always want to say Kevin Spacey. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <Just> rhymes. <laughs> you've not done Laurie Petty. You've not done Gary Busey. There's three. There's only three people out of the entire cast that have appeared Ooh, on this podcast this before. You've already mentioned one right at the start. Yeah. Who's that? John C. McGinley. Oh, Office John Space. C. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other two, um, you're never going to get. I mean, I'm guessing one <laughs> of them was Tom Sizemore. No, nope. because because you said our fair Joe told me he was been in like 230 things. Yeah, and it? yeah, none of them have been on this podcast. Right, that's, been, isn't it? that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> You've seen Saving Private Ryan, haven't you? So, of course, yeah. Um, of course, like he is, like like that. It does remind me of there's a, there's, a, there's a TV show you might have heard of called Community, <laughs> and uh, it often cuts in on Pierce telling a, a, an anecdote where he says. Uh, it was at the urinal and he said size more how about size less <laughs> uh, uh, but beside that Joe you'll have to tell me what character yeah. well if, if he tells you that they're very minor characters as well in fact this, the second person I've got here I watched the film twice this week the second time was just so I could figure out who, who he was and I could never I didn't spot him it, it was um, a character called Halsey um, played by a guy called Jack Keller. Oh yeah, who so was obviously um, obviously we're talking about English patient. No, he played the which dude. we haven't done. <laughs> oh yeah, for the podcast, the he, dude. He played the dude's landlord in Big Lebowski. <laughs> okay, know, yeah. We could have been here all night. Yeah, second, yes. We did just gone through every podcast we had done at that point until he said yes. And, uh, what was the other one? Another. The other one was is is credited simply as dispatcher. <laughs> yeah, played by a guy called Ping Wu. Oh, um, okay, Ping oh. Wu. Ping Wu. Okay, uh, and he's uh, got Mississippi quite, burning. He's got about 140 credits on MDB. <laughs> is um, he is he a player in the film that we are trying to remember? He's in. He's he's in. <laughs> is he like? Is he? Would was you he be like Grip's best boy? <laughs> assistant. <laughs> no, but is he like? Oh, that's definitely a character that you would know. Uh, no, he's he's credited in this other film as Seaman. <laughs> <laughs> is it no, no, but it is based oh. at sea. <laughs> other films have done at sea, so other than Jaws. God, uh, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've just got all this dead space, dead air out. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Shall I tell you? We, we don't really talk about Seaman very much no, on the show. No. Um, Go on, Joe. I, I want to guess. Is, Hang on, give maddening. me a bit longer. Um, <laughs> yeah, just pause it while I guess. <laughs> we'll get back. Um, I'll narrow it down. So we've had an hour. It's not. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not the life aquatic. Oh yeah. Oh that. well, that would have been an awesome thing to think about. How long did this take you? We've done a hundred uh, fucking films. I, I logged on hours. About an hour. Logged on at half seven. <laughs> oh, You're more dedicated to my podcast than I am. <laughs> well, when I thought that most of the That's main brilliant. cast you've not yeah. you've not covered before, so I thought oh, um, I'll go. Uh, I'll the be thingy, the, the Sean Connery. Uh, oh, thingy. is it? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Red, the Hunt for Red October. Yes. That's oh, well done, Samo. <laughs> 
Yes, we're not idiots. <laughs> but yeah, I was amazed at how only three of the cast have been on this podcast nice, in hundred and so many episodes. So who? So oh, he was a, was he was he one of the Russians or one of the Americans? It just says seaman. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. He must be American with a name like that. He can't be. There's not many Chinese lads knocking around in the Russian Navy. And, well, I've not, not, in the I've 80s, not seen. I've not seen the film, but is one of the submarines called the Red October? Because mm-hmm. I think he said Seaman Red October, so it was one of the Seaman on that. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's a weird name for an American ship, a submarine, isn't it? <laughs> it's a good film. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'd recommend it. I did to Sam. Yeah. He, he thought it was okay. It was a boring man film to sell. I slept through most of it and barely watched you it a second time. You slept through most fine. of our films, so. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. So, Hugh, my big question to you is yeah. uh, yep, yep, yep. if they want to get in touch with us and tell us do you want to what know, three actors were in there, do they want to know what film, film we're something? doing next week first? Oh, I guess. Okay. Well, next week we're going to do the uh, a sp- another Spike Lee joint, as he likes to call mm. his film. Um, we're going to do the, I think it's 1990, maybe? Al- Something like Malcolm that, 91, maybe. X. As long as, you, as long as you know this by next week. Malcolm X, the uh, Denzel Washington film. Right. Uh, are you, you ready for all three hours of Malcolm X? Sam? Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be a long it's, slog. It, no, it's not. It's a good film. Why would I recommend it? Oh, it might be it? good. Or it might be it's a good. good film. It's great. It's a great film. I just, there isn't a three hour slot in my day. In your life. So I might have to watch yeah. it over two evenings. It's fair enough. That's fair enough. I'll let you off with that. Uh, Sam, what do you know about Malcolm X, the film? I assume it's based on the life and times of uh, Martin Luther King or Rosa <laughs> Parks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're close. Uh, he's close. Yeah. You see, I was trying to be funny, but it's not working. <laughs> is it a sequel or a prequel to American History X <laughs> well will I will I understand if I've not seen the previous nine no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah you've got a lot of films to watch Sam <laughs> a horror film ten films ages. to watch okay um, so obviously I know it's about Malcolm X I know little bits about him I've owned his autobiography for for literally years uh, so that's I've read the back of it several times yeah I've got one of those um, that I got from for uni that I, when I was doing an essay on <laughs> yeah, Penguin <laughs> Classics or whatever it is I've not read yeah, yet all the way through it, I'm really looking forward to this because I've seen so few Denzel films and he's magnetic and I'm interested in the idea of Malcolm X even if I don't know much of the specifics so it's, there is lots to it, get my teeth into it's here. a very 90s sort of 80s biopic film you know it's these big sprawling long films like Gandhi Malcolm X kind of yeah. territory where it goes through a lot have you seen it Joe? no Did, would you ever watch it? I think I would yeah, yeah. I totally forgot it existed but it does it does look interesting <laughs> well, I, can, I can lend it to you I've got it on DVD oh, I couldn't believe how old it is as well it was in yeah. my mind that's from the 2000 that's from about 2000 but then again you know he would have been in his mid 30s then Denzel yeah. anyway you forget right? how old he is in his mid 60s now yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah, so once again we're going to do an episode of two English or British, <laughs> you know, sounding white guys Very talk white. about yeah, American <laughs> civil rights, and yeah. uh, you know, Juicy's going to have a field day this thing, <laughs> yeah, and pontificate and uh, have all kinds of qualifiers yeah. and everything we say. Yep, and well, you know what, we're allowed to we're allowed to judge it on its. Well, I think I technically am qualified for it because I wrote an essay at university about it. So oh, there you go. I might, actually, I might actually have uh, <laughs> some sort of. 
resonance <laughs> something was, I don't know that was 10 years ago so probably not but <laughs> no, anyway <laughs> so listener if you've got any opinions on the film and or the person of Malcolm X please let us know and if you want to let us know just how bloody brilliant Joe's been on his I want to assume sixth appearance Seven. on the show Seven. do please let us know yeah, yeah, if they can do it? that if they want to do that Hugh how would they do it uh, so what they need to do is they need to become an FBI agent and then once they become an FBI agent they need to go undercover with our podcast What's their what's their knee situation, Hugh? Ah, oh, they, they can be they can have knees if they like. Right, right. right I don't right. discriminate against knees particularly, but yes, they should, okay, fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, even though we're not involved in criminal activities, they just kind of come undercover with us because we don't surf. So, and then they could probably tell us what they needed to they wanted to email in well, eventually. It, it, or in their department, they, they 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 solve bank robberies by good data driven. Data driven, yeah. Work. They mentioned data, and then it never comes up again, does it? <laughs> yeah. Without computers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you can think of a better way to get in touch with us, I'm all ears, lads. There is an email. Oh yeah, address. Uh, you can email us at pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail So do that. Do it now. Oh, good option. Good option. Sam, if you get onto the was... uh, servers of the Twitter, yeah, uh, we're at pleasewatchpod on on oh, Twitter. That's where we're at. Joe, if I want to get in touch with you, why? You can, uh, <laughs> if you if you want to get in touch with me because uh, you're not, I've produced diddly squat. <laughs> you can just roll up your sleeves and just scream in my face. If you can find him, yeah, yeah that's that's it. Well, Joe, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Did you have it's fun? It's been our pleasure. Uh, it's been so much fun. Yeah. Good, good. That's the main thing. Um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so listener, hope you join us in thanking Joe and we look forward to talking at you next week. Bye! Bye.